This Spiritual Fix. Now presenting Question and Answer Time. Where you can ask us any question. For all of you watching this afterwards, or for all of you who joined and then watch afterwards, we wanted to do a um, a kind of mid-process between, in the middle of all of these processing podcast episodes that we're doing, we wanted to be able to offer a little bit of on-the-spot live support because we're getting some really great questions back from people who are listening, and, you know... One of the things that we talk about is the need to have support systems. And I think it's a really great time for us to come back in and say, hey, guys, we're going to tell you, we're going to answer your questions and we're going to offer you some support if you need to and kind of offer you some additional resources from stories that we have of how we got through everything and are still still getting through it as well. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I wanted to share a story that I think is appropriate because um, someone listening to the podcast texted me today and was like, Oh my God, everywhere I look, all I see is rejection now. And everywhere I look, all I see is abandonment. And another friend wrote me and she's like, Oh my God, I'm, I, I, I use rejection as a sword. And all day I see how I'm like yielding it like a sword, like we said in the rejection wound episode. So they're both telling me how hard it is to see it. So it reminds me of the story by Osho, who's very controversial. If you watched his Netflix, the Netflix documentary Mm -hmm. on him. He has a beautiful story, though, which I love. And he says, if you want to clean up your attic and you finally go upstairs to the attic and you turn on the light, you are suddenly going to see all these fucking cobwebs and dirt and dust and crap. He's like, and you're really frustrated because you're noticing all this dirt and crap up there. He's like, it was always there. It was there regardless if you turn the light on or not, but you couldn't clean it unless you turn the light on. So it's the same thing with our wounds or all our garbage. It's like, it's there. It's always been there. And it's not going anywhere until you clean it. And when you first turn on the light, the light being awareness, um, you finally see it. And it can be overwhelming at first because the light of awareness, you're suddenly noticing and seeing the dust and the cobwebs and the crap. But just remember, even though you're finally seeing it, that's still progress because you couldn't clean it if you didn't know it was there in the first place. Exactly. So exactly. that's a, that's a hopeful story. Just know when you see your crap, just be like, it was here. It's probably been here for 30 years, 10 years, mm-hmm. 20 years. And I can't clean it until I actually see it. Yep. Yep. And I, I want to kind of piggyback on that to say that from the perspective of, we talk a lot about access and how these episodes are giving us access to our wounds that we never necessarily would have. And so you're seeing it everywhere. And I just want to say that like, coming off of a year that we've had a lot of people, I actually just read my kids, this book called, um, uh, uh, Oh my gosh, the great remarkable go the, go the fuck to sleep. No, no, it's not going to sleep. No, it's, uh, uh, the remarkable thing. I think it was quite, it's called the remarkable thing. And it's this whole poem. Basically it's a, it's a poem that was turned into a children's book about 2020 and how 2020, um, the whole beginning is like, hey, before this virus came, the 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 skies were polluted with air traffic and, you know, you couldn't see anybody and nobody wanted to slow down. And look at this amazing thing that 2020's hindsight is like it's kind of a play on words to try and say, look at this amazing opportunity that we had. We're obviously still coming out of that. And it, that, that 2020 hindsight, so to speak, is not as 
possibly developed as it could be. But the reason I bring it up is because there's a reason that Anna and I first like came across these in 2020 um, because we were given the time to slow down enough to have the, to, to actually pay attention to it and start to do the work. And these podcasts have come into your life at this specific time for a very similar reason, right? Um, we're coming off the back of 2020 and we're coming in a place where, you know, everything is right for the picking and we're right for being able to change. So it's like, it is destiny that you are, you know, doing this work and doing these things and you are, and you're only doing it because you are strong enough and you are capable enough to be able to deal with your stuff. Otherwise it wouldn't be coming for up for you and you would never hear the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I want to say, uh, go back to one more little story that we talk about in the mm-hmm. abandonment episode, but some people yeah. are skipping around. I think they're doing the wound that they feel, you know, corresponds to them, but in the abandonment wound, episode we talk about um our teacher goinka giving this analogy which comes from the dhammapada which is the the oral translation of the of of buddha's words and he talks about how our our sankara which is to say our crap or you could say it's our primal wounds you know you could call it whatever you want it want but basically our crap (laughs) that's the pc word So basically, you know, we have our silo of crap and you got stones and sand and rocks and pebbles in there. And when you take off the surface level stuff, boom, a stone suddenly might come up, but it was always there. Just like talking about the attic, it was always there. It's not that you were creating this stuff and it's progress. So someone was texting me today saying, you know, I really worked on my fear of rejection last year. And then all of a sudden I listened to your episode on rejection and I'm just seeing rejection everywhere. And I feel like I'm I'm taking, like, I think she said, I can't backtrack. I'm backtracking. And I, and I'm, I'm like really upset with myself and I'm like, no, no, just remember, like you pulled off pebbles and stones last year or whatever it was that she was working on this. And you've just now uncovered a boulder. And that's Mm -hmm. actually a beautiful thing because you're able now to clear it. It's progress. What I'm trying to say is it's all progress. It's not regress. There's no regression when it comes to this. And if anything, it's just getting deeper and deeper into it. And it's great, right? Because I I can tell so many times that I've had that, that realization where, um, like, uh, I just edited the betrayal episode, which is coming up next week. And, you know, the first time I learned about betrayal, it had to do with my body. The second time I learned about betrayal, it had to do with, um, you know, things with golly knows what I think it had to do with like Luke or something, my husband. And then the third time was when it really, really hit me. I got low enough to get to the boulders and I was just like this total onslaught of, Oh my God, I finally get all these lessons. Like all these things I thought I had learned, but I really embodied it. And the third time around, it's like, you know, you can use the silo um, analogy. We've also used the spiral analogy, right? Where like, if you look at a clock face, it looks like you're always coming back to two o'clock, which is betrayal. And you're like, what? I, I'm not making any progress. I'm just coming back to two o'clock on the, um, on the face of the clock. But if you turn the clock this way, you actually recognize that you're spiraling up. And every time you come back to two o'clock, you're actually at a higher level or at a different level than where you were before, a different frequency when you're dealing with it. And you're able to, to get it better. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, should we go in? We I have four questions that people mm-hmm. have sent us over the last couple of weeks. Should we go into those or is there anything yeah. else you want to add? No, I think that's great. No. Let's go. Okay. So the first question is, 
number one, why do I suddenly see my wounds everywhere now? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go? You go for that one. You, you um, <laughs> it's the red car analogy, right? Is how I say it, right? Yeah. Well, there's a couple different reasons. One is Chris and I, we, you and I, we put so much time and love into each episode to really get raw and emotional and vulnerable. And we didn't come at these episodes cerebrally. Like it was not a cognitive research-based podcast. This was like a podcast of the heart. And because I think we shared it from the heart, I think it triggered that corresponding feeling in other people. So you might then feel like it's not a cognitive episode. It's an emotional episode. So I think because we're pulling these emotions out when you listen to it, you feel that and you are now having, as you call it, access points to these wounds. So suddenly you see them everywhere. And again, it's progress, not regress. It's not like all of a sudden, like you're starting to notice, oh my gosh, rejection is everywhere. People are constantly rejecting me. I'm constantly rejecting other people. I'm suddenly aware of this rejection wound in your life, my life. It's not like a bad thing that you're seeing it. It's actually good that you're finally seeing it because you can only change bad habits when you recognize them and see them. And it can be really humbling to see. Like I remember, for example, my example would be betrayal. Like in 2020, you and I systematically went through all the wounds to work on them. And I never did betrayal because I'm like, I just don't have that wound. That, that yeah. wound, I, I am so amazing that I am immune to the betrayal wound. It's not, in, it's not in my little box, my little silo. And then you were like, well, Anna, look at, look at how you're, you feel with your children. Like um, how children, you, when your children disobey you, that is an act of betrayal, parental power. It's a betrayal of your power of, of parenting. And then you have the desire to control them. And once you said that, it was like this switch turned on. And I suddenly started to notice that when my children betrayed me, how that made me feel. And then that led to more and more and more. And then I started to see betrayal in my marriage. Not like we're betraying each other, but like disappointments can be inferred as mm-hmm. betrayal. Um, And I just started to notice betrayal all over the place. Anytime I experienced disappointment in someone, like someone let me down, I started to see betrayal everywhere. And it was like, you gave me the key that turned the switch on that I could finally see it in my life. And yeah, it was hard and it was humbling. And I saw it everywhere. And I'm like, Jesus is like, I can't escape a betrayal wound. It's everywhere. And, um, it's good. It's good to finally see it. Cause yeah. I can say like weeks later now, I feel so much lighter because I feel like I shed a lot of that, that stuff. Yep. Yep. And the, and the way that I said it and I say it a lot is access awareness processing is the, is how, how you lighten the load of your kind of aura, your karmic load, whatever you want to say, like it, it's basically just a transmuting process and access is, is listening to the episodes gives you the access and the awareness is when you just start to see it everywhere, right? Because you start to recognize that actually these resonance frequencies or whatever you want to say, like if you want to think of betrayal as a song, betrayal is being sung all around you all the time, right? And, and only when you, you know, are tuned into the frequency can you actually start to hear it. And that's you gaining awareness. That's a part of the process, right? Like it makes it so much easier to process in the process and and like when you are processing it, so to speak, healing it, whatever word you want to use, that becomes deeper and more meaningful. The more awareness you gain of it in your life, 
right? Because if you want to do like a surface level, like kind of sweep over of, of injustice, you can say, okay, well, I'm listening to the episode. I have access to it. And yeah, I can feel like, I can feel like that feels like it's unfair. And, and maybe the first time that sweep, you're only doing things that are externally making you feel injustice, not injustice that you felt in your own life. And, and then you come back around again and then you gain more wax awareness and you start to see it in more and more places. Um, then that processing just becomes more and more meaningful. Um, because like Anna says, it's like you've thrown a stone and you can be on one of the outer rings ripples of that stone, or you can be as close to the center of where that stone actually hits, um, which is you. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second question is, um, the, the little prayer that we like to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Which is how Pono Pono is. How can I say I'm sorry to someone what, you know, just abstractly, like the example, the person sent in the question was, was someone on a bike trail, like cut me off or was rude to me Mm -hmm. and yelled at me. And I wanted to to practice loving forgiveness, but I didn't feel it in my heart. I was actually still mad. So how can I approach um, loving kindness, forgiveness in a situation when I actually don't feel forgiveness towards the person? Yep. Yep. And that actually, I'll start this one that, that relates a lot, actually, to, I'm going to get my blanket while you're talking to him cold. Yep. Um, that relates a lot to what I think of as, um, as the personalization of the wounds, right? Because like I said, like I was just saying, like the wound can be really far out, right? And you can start forgiving stuff and it's a lot easier to forgive somebody who hasn't personally wronged you. But the closer and closer and closer that wound gets to you, the harder and harder and harder it is to, to forgive it because it, it feels as if you are still, you're, still, you're still feeling the resonance. You're still feeling the echo of actually feeling angry about it or feeling something else. Like maybe it's actually triggered a number of different wounds. Like you're like, you're angry at me, but that's not fair. So you're feeling injustice or you're feeling whatever. And so when the echo is still inside of you, you have a tendency to not be able to separate yourself from the act. But in reality, you're never upset for the reason that you think. What lesson is that in the Course in Miracles, Anna? Is that like lesson three? No, it's it's, five. Who knows where it is? Who knows knows where it is? (laughs) But um, it's a really big one. When stuff happens to you personally, your logical mind wants to grab a hold of it and be like, this is the reason this is wrong. And this is the reason it's wrong. And I can't forgive because of this, this, and this, but your mind, it's just, it's just full of it. Like it's full of it. It doesn't understand the fact that it is that the reasons that it think is so logical, it thinks it's so smart and so amazing and that, you know, or it has an emotional reaction to something like even, you know, like the kind of lower emotion experience always thinks that it's justified in its feeling of being upset And it thinks it knows why it's upset, but we're never upset for the reason that we think. Anna, you were talking, you said it so well earlier tonight. Well, there's two things I want to say to that person who asked that question, which is number one, or actually there's three things. Number one is she's displacing the responsibility of her anger, right? She thinks she got angry about him cutting her off and she's pissed at him. And in her mind, she thinks he is the reason she's pissed off. But actually, she's not pissed off because of him. She's pissed off because of her. She's responsible for her own feelings 
he didn't some you know he didn't create the the neurons and uh, the neurotransmitters in her brain to elicit ang anger she perceived a situation and she became angry because of it so first of all she's displacing responsibility of her emotion that's the first cause of her anger mm -hmm. or the second one is that you know they say in a course in miracle they say or it said you think that if the movie screen of your life changes, you will be happy. Oh, if only this in the movie screen changed, like if we move that over there, then I'll be happy. Or if that man treats me like this, then I'll be happy. If this happens over here, then I'll be happy. And you're constantly thinking that this, when the screen changes, you'll be happy, but it's not true. When your mind changes, you'll be happy. When you change the way you see the world, you will be happy. There's, um, it's, it's said in the Course in Miracles, it's said in the Bible, it said in the first steps of the of the 12 steps it's like you is the is the idea that you say i don't know how to be happy something bigger than me knows more than i know i don't know how to be happy i think that if that man didn't cut me off on the trail i'll be happy it's not true i promise you he doesn't cut her off tomorrow she's going to find another reason to be unhappy tomorrow because she's waiting for external things to dictate her happiness so there's that okay now let's be human here. Of course, she got upset. We're all human. Things upset us. Mm -hmm. We're not enlightened yet. So what do we do with that? How do you practice Ho'oponopono when you're pissed? So you don't want to be a liar. You don't want to think about this man and be like, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. When you deep down inside are like that motherfucker, you're inauthentic then. Like Ho'oponopono isn't teaching you to be a liar, right? So this is what I do when I'm not ready to forgive someone, because let's face it, there's times I'm pissed at someone and I'm pissed and I can say Ho'oponopono over and over and over again. And yeah, it dissipates the, the, the anger. But what I do, which I feel is way more effective is I think about it and I say, I do the same steps, but I just change the, or the order. I say, I'm sorry. I am sorry that I am not able to forgive that person today. I'm sorry that I can't forgive him. Forgive me, forgive me that I'm angry. Forgive me for not being the bigger person, turning the other cheek. Like, forgive me for not being where I would like to be. Mm -hmm. I love you, meaning I love the part of me that wants to be forgiving and loving. Even if I can't be that person today, I love that I want to be that person. I love that I have the intention to be the person, that person. I love that I'm on the path to be that person. And then I say, thank you. Thank you. Because I know I'm growing in forgiveness. I know I'm growing in love. I know I'm going to get to the point where I can forgive him. And, you know, you can, you can just start with yourself and take baby steps. And then the next day you can say, okay, I'm ready now to forgive a little bit more. And I'm sorry, I can't forgive him fully, but mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for the part of me that's ready to forgive part of him. You know, you can mm -hmm. go in baby steps. I don't want Ho'oponopono to make anybody a liar. Yeah. Um, let's be real where we are, but let's also make intentions towards forgiveness when yeah. we're not totally ready to forgive. Yeah, because it's not about, it's not about, we're not going down the toxic positivity route in the sense that, no. I mean, one of the, one of the stories that you talk about in the episode of forgiveness is you talked about how Dr. Hewlin, some days he, he did just kind of phone it in. He's like, I'm just going to say this because sometimes I'm going to really feel it when I say, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, forgive me. Uh, I love you. Thank you. And other times I'm just going to be like, yeah, I don't necessarily feel it. And but, just read it. And you're just reading it. But when you're in the moment, if, if, if you're looking at one of those files and one of those files with someone who directly hurt one of your family members or something like that, like that is something that 
you can forgive yourself for first. Like you said, like Anna saying, you can work your way up to it if that's necessary. Um, for me, I know that whenever I feel stuck in a process and I'm still like uh, something old has come up, it's like, it's a slow burn forgiveness lesson is what I like to call it. And that slow burn forgiveness lesson is all about how can I just, this tiny little piece, I'm going to remove this tiny little piece of this massive brick wall, this tiny brick on the top of this brick wall today. And it's going to be a slow burn, but when that wall is down, it is going to be amazing. The view is going to be amazing. And I'll just keep working at that every day to take, take every brick down day by day. Yeah. Nice. All right. Ready for the third question? Yep. Okay. Third question is, um, this comes from one of your friends. At what pace should I go with these wounds? Like what's the right pace? Um, meaning, meaning like in what order should I go in with the wounds? Right. Like what do I do with these? Yeah. Right. So I think that access is dictated by need and readiness in a lot of ways. Right. So you may listen to the, you may listen to all the episodes on every given week and you will be totally fine. And you'll be like, yeah, I'm good. And then all of a sudden, maybe you'll just start to think about one of the episodes. So you'll go back and listen again, and then you'll be able to dive into that wound. Or you may find that you listen to abandonment and that is where that is your sweet spot, so to speak. That is like your shadow self is like, I'm into abandonment. Like I'm so, you know, like that could be your jam. And if that is, then just stay there, right? Like you don't have to go on to the other wounds. It took me seven months to go through my first iteration of all five wounds. And the, even then, I think I like, I kind of dallied around um, like humiliation quite a bit, like before we went back into oh, the beginning and started. I stayed back. in a band. I was in abandonment for like eight months before yeah. I even went on to another one. Yeah. 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 And I still, <laughs> and I still deep dive into abandonment every now and then. So, Hey, and I just love riling around in betrayal. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, regarding, yeah, regarding the pace that you should go, like, yeah, we have five episodes out there. If you listen to one episode and it is just enough is enough, you don't have to listen to the, go back and listen to forgiveness. Like, go back and listen to forgiveness. Mm -hmm. I listen to forgiveness myself, even though I freaking helped record it. I've listened to that episode 10 times because yeah. just as we've recorded these episodes, we're, we ourselves are going through these processes and I go back and listen to forgiveness over and over and over again, because forgiveness and insight are the only remedies and grace of God, you know, is the only remedies to these, these wounds. And, um, yeah, like go in the order you want. Maybe you yeah. save, maybe you don't listen to the injustice for another five months maybe you listen to betrayal in a year like you don't have to go through all of these if you're feeling really triggered yeah and um what pace do i go at with whatever you're comfortable with right yeah for, for me like i said i was in abandonment for eight months before i was ready for another one yep 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 so and it's totally good it's whatever totally good follow your instinct this is all about for me, the process of experiencing the wounds was a process of going back into my body, going back into a primal, like the primal wounds brought up my primal instincts. And so I started with the, the injustice and then I went down to the heart and then I, I won't put my camera down there, but I went <laughs> down to the betrayal and then I went down to the abandonment and then I went down to the humiliation. And by the time I was there, I was like, oh, this is what my body wants. Right. 
And I want to say that there is light at the end of the tunnel because because I don't want anyone to think that this is just for in vain. Like, this is just for fun. Like, let's just play the game of what wound do I have? And that's funny and entertaining. No, this is not for entertainment. This is for enlightenment. This is for lightening your karmic load, for being a happier person. Like, I can tell you that I am happier today than I was a year ago. And, yeah. I, you know, and going back and back, like I, every time I go through these wounds or every time I pull out a boulder, I'm happier. Mm-hmm. And how do I, how do I, what is the yardstick to measure this? The frequency, the duration and the intensity of my triggers or reactions decrease. Yeah. So the, the so things may bother me that did bother me last year, but they're going to bother me way less. They're going to bother me way less frequently and I'm going to recover quicker. So something that pissed me off for two hours last year now pisses me off for 30 minutes. Yeah. And the thing that used to make me feel abandoned on a scale of zero to 10 was a nine last year. Now it's just a two. So we're not saying like doing this work is going to completely eradicate you of your wounds, but it's going to make the pain of them decrease in intensity, decrease in frequency and decrease in duration, meaning you recover quicker. And you might not see it right away, but you keep working at it. You're going to notice one day, hey, you know what? You know, I'm not a road rage person, but let's say road rage. That's a great example. Oh, that person cut me off in traffic. Well, interesting enough today when that happened, it only pissed me off for six minutes. Whereas last year, I would have been mad for 40 hours or, you know, all day because you've worked on your injustice wound. And so now you're not so worried about, is it fair that he cut me off or not? You know, so. Yep. There is light at the end of the tunnel. We promise, we promise, we promise that there is light at the end of the tunnel if you work on your wound. Yeah, not only that, but I can also say, I can say, I'm going to caveat this with saying that this is not the purpose. It's just a really nice side benefit. Is that like, not only am I less upset and happier, but my behavior has changed. I'm, I'm so much less wary of the world and less protective over myself in general. Like, it's like, it really is like, you could call it inner child work or you could call it whatever, but like, I feel like I've had this renewed sense of life and not only that, but life has met me as I've come out more. And, um, and that's been really amazing. Like, um, one of my fun side things that I do is I've just started to make ridiculous TikTok videos, like on my own channel, I'm doing, we're going to do more on this spiritual fix on TikTok soon, but like, it's just been so fun. I'm just like, I feel like I'm inspired to do this right now. And I've been doing it. And because past, you're, re- you're more rejection proof because you yeah. worked on your rejection wound. So now you're like, I'm going to express myself. Let's do it. <laughs> and it's great. It's, it feels, it feels enlivening. Cause I don't really care. Like even, even if I hear comments, even if I've gotten to the point now where I'm getting comments, lots of comments telling me that I need to go find God and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, cool. We all need to find God inside of ourselves. That's, you know, it's just, it's great. It's good. So nice. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And then for anybody who's crying, like this was another thing that came up today. Someone's like two people, actually three people in the last 24 hours have texted me being like, I was listening to X episode and I started crying. Chris and I probably cried 50 to a hundred times recording these five episodes. So like you are not alone if this is emotional and difficult and hard. Just know it's you're not alone. Find a friend, find a support system, find a therapist. Yeah. Just just know like if you're not ready to go at it alone. I know I'm not because Chris is my partner in this. Um yeah, it's it's tough work. 
addressing these because these are the most basic and most primal of all the wounds. Like you can, you know, there's human suffering and then you can like really narrow it down to these five, five ways that we suffer. Yep. Yep. And um, yeah, I would just second that is to say you're ready for it. You're hearing for it. So you're ready for it. I'll repeat that, you know, and um, find your support group, reach out to us on this channel, whatever is necessary, you know, like whatever you feel you need, don't be afraid. Like you're worth the support and you're also worth doing this work. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. The last question, number four comes from my husband, which is um, where do these primal wounds come from? Like meaning who invented this theory? Okay. So it comes from a, a, a psychotherapist from France named Lise Bourbeau. And she wrote a book called Heal Your Wounds and Find Your True Self, which I jokingly say is the worst title she could have ever given that book because it's not about that. The book is just about a, a, a book. The book is just how to recognize the wounds, like how to diagnose yourself with what wound, but she never goes into actually healing them. She just talks about what they are. Yep. So we ourselves figured out through trial and error how to heal them, which is what we're sharing in the Mm -hmm. podcast. But the book itself is a great diagnostic manual and it's in every show note on our website on these, on these, on this series, if you want to like find the Amazon link to that book, but that's where it comes from. Lisa Burbo, the primal wounds. And there was also a therapist um, in the 1700s. And I actually had primal therapy from one of his direct students. Um, and he had a therapy called the primal scream, which is very similar. Okay. Uh, that's a, that's a, probably an episode for another idea, but day, but the idea being that, that children that either, whether you believe in past lives, if you believe in past lives, you can say, we come into the world with them from the past. If you don't believe in past lives, you could say, you know, they're, they're, they're created in our early childhood through developmental things that or you occur, inherit occur them. or yep. you inherit them. You or learn you them from them. your parent. Like yep. you you know, like my daughter has never been abandoned once. And if she has abandonment wound stuff and maybe is it from her past life? I don't know. Is it from just observing me, my frequency, my fear of abandoning her? Maybe so. Or is it the epigenetic? Yeah. <laughs> look at me bringing up the things I shouldn't, um, big but words. like in big words, but like, is it something that has to do with, you know, they're discovering all the junk DNA and how the environment that you're in triggers and activates different parts of your DNA that cause different that can cause possibly different traits and behavior patterns to come out. So you want to take a right. science approach to it. Yeah, it'd be great to do a twin, mm-hmm. a tw- identical twin study, like of, yeah. of, ch- of children adopted by different families, and see like do they do they have the same primal wound? Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. But um, it's very interesting. Yep, and it's also I've also heard them called primary traumas. Someone referred to me, so there must be another book out there in which they call them. Primal traumas, either primary or primal. I can't remember which one. Um, and if you know what that is, put it in the comments below because I would love to read it. But I definitely have heard them read same five referred yeah, to um, same five. as the traumas. So yeah. I've, I've seen that there's some theorists that there's like seven with the other two being grief and depression. Okay. But I believe that depression is a byproduct of the rejection wound. Mm-hmm. It's a self-rejection thing. And then grief, I think, is just a natural response. And I don't think it it fills into any of the wounds. That's my own theory. But I don't know what, you know, I'd have to learn yeah, more it's about an, that. Yeah, it's an active emotion. Um, yeah. Even but, if it um, feels like you can get stuck in it. Yeah. So 
I guess if anyone has any other questions, they want to type in the comment bar. And if not, I think we're good. We want yeah. to talk about one more thing, the meditation that we're launching tomorrow, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. So we um, have been putting together these packages online um, for helping people process the wounds. Because again, we want to give you as much support as possible because we're just like, hey, light little podcast. And then it opens up all these amazing doors for you. Fun, fun. We're not going to just leave you hanging. So what Anna has done is she's recorded, um, amazing and amazing, uh, forgiveness. Um, it's a meditations kind of semi regression meditation on forgiveness and on forgiving specific memories. Do you want to talk about it, Anna? Yeah. So tomorrow morning, Thursday, Thursday, uh, what's tomorrow? My watch died. The 22nd, 22nd. April 22nd. Thir yeah. Thursday, April 22nd. It'll just be in the, like, just where you go on your podcast. It's a free meditation slash hypnosis um, regression where basically it helps you go back in time and observe some either memories or people that you feel blocked, blocked with mm -hmm. and forgiving them because ultimately Whoever you think is making you miserable is actually just a gift to show you how you are making yourself miserable. Yeah. They couldn't exist and, to make you miserable without you having something to do with it. Right. And so it's all about forgiving them so that you can lighten your load. And there's a lot of reasons why it's important to forgive. We talked about in the forgiveness episode, but one is... One reason to forgive is, sure, it makes you feel better because you're not resentful, right? Okay, there's mm -hmm. that. Two, it's good because, you know, you should, you know, we could talk about religion. You should forgive, right? Everyone tells you you should forgive. But the third reason why is because you untether yourself to this story, to that story. Yeah. And you let life and the universe know that you are ready for something else. Like you don't, you don't need to play that story anymore. You don't need to be tied up in that story. And as long as you have resentment towards someone, long as you have AKA resistance with somebody, you're tied up in a story with them. Mm -hmm. And then when you let go of it, new, new doors can open. So you yeah. open yourself up to more opportunities when you forgive. So you're actually helping the whole world when you do that, because everything can shift when you forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything shifts when you forgive. We often joke about collapsing dimensions, but we're not joking. <laughs> We're not joking. <laughs> it's a heavy topic or it can be confusing, but the entire idea is, is that, you know, the whole world is made up of, of these, these building blocks of things that you, that are waiting to be forgiven of these gifts that are waiting to be forgiven. And that, um, yeah. That reminds me of a question actually that I did get from the forgiveness episode was, well, why do you want to collapse dimensions? Why do you want to collapse the universe? Right. Someone asked me that, like, Oh, why do good... I want, why do I want to collapse the universe? Why do I want to make it disappear? That's a great question. Oh my gosh. And it, it's funny because from my perspective, like, um, I've been finding all these other, uh, again on TikTok, I've been finding all these other reluctant humans and we're all like, absolutely, let's get out of here. Right. You know, it's kind of joking, but not joking. Right. Um, but if you're not one of those people, you love your life, you love being a human, you feel it's a gift to be a human, which is a, like, I definitely have those moments as well, is, you know, the idea is that the world that we live in is, you know, the Buddha says it's full of suffering, right? It's full of change, which means that it is continually kind of in a place where it can always either be good or bad. And, 
and you know what spiritual teachers have been telling us for thousands of years um is that you know things may be going really great for you and then they may be flipping and if you're right. if you're going to react to the sun going behind a cloud every single time and be upset i mean that's like indicative of this world that's like the change that exists in the world makes it so that it is it's full of suffering. I feel like that's heavy, but go ahead, Anna. Well, you take a, it away. a Course in Miracles says that this world relies 100% on death and decay. Nobody in this world can exist without the death or decay of another organism, whether it be an animal, a plant. We are decaying. There is death everywhere. Like This world is fundamentally flawed, if you want to think of it like that. So when we say we're trying to collapse the universe, what we're trying to say or collapse the dimensions, what we're trying to say is we're trying to get to heaven. We're yeah. trying to bring we're trying to bring heaven to earth because yeah. basically the less drama, the less pain, the less suffering, the less wounds, the less resistance, the less the the, the antithesis of forgiveness, let's say, is um, resistance. Mm -hmm. The less we have of all that stuff the more beautiful and happy this planet will be. So when we're saying collapsing dimensions, we're not trying to say we're trying to erase the earth. We're trying to bring heaven to earth. We're trying to make this a more beautiful place by collapsing the painful stories. Yeah. And not being so, trapped. Yeah. And not being trapped within, if you want to take it a slightly new age approach, not being stuck in a three dimensional approach in which everything is cause and reaction. Like, being able to transcend stuff so that you can time travel, you know, so that you can, you can travel through space to heal everything and make it so that you can just experience the endlessness of love, right? The infallible state of love and happiness. Right. That's where we're going. Right. That's the goal. <laughs> so, all right. All right. We look forward to hearing back from you. If you have any questions, you can email us at this. Is it this dot or this spiritual fix? This dot spiritual dot fix at gmail.com. Yeah. Email I can never remember the difference. <laughs> or find us on Instagram. If you have any more questions, we will anonymously answer them. Your privacy yeah. is safe with us. And um, we look forward to the next few episodes. We're in the middle. We got three more to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, y'all. All right. Bye. Thanks for coming, guys. Take care. Bye. We hope that you've enjoyed this bonus episode of This Spiritual Fix. Stay tuned so that next week we will be starting with our season two episodes on crystals. Please follow us on TikTok at This Spiritual Fix and rate and review so people can find us on iTunes. Thanks. And remember, humility, gratitude, acceptance, done. Let me tell y'all a riddle. There are four girls and four apples in a basket. Every girl takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How is this possible? The answer, 
One girl took the basket. She took the last apple while it was in the basket. Sometimes all it takes is a perspective shift. This is my specialty, y'all, and I am opening up two spots in the next two months for dedicated journeyers to work with me to find peace, purpose, and most importantly, perspective. In these journeys, we co-create a curriculum that suits your current blocks, goals, and needs, and we use all the tools, shadow work, books, fiction, remote viewing, intuition, meditation, guided journeys, energy healing, dreaming techniques, you name it, we do it, and all to achieve a commonly held set of objectives. And if you're interested in hearing more, Book a free call with me at www.chriswilty.com forward slash discover.